On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Black Lightning came to an electrifying conclusion, if Modok is a mastery of dookies and knowledge, or made of dog shit and craft, and if Sabretooth fucks. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. As host, uh, I would say you could view me as kind of like the father of this pod, you could say. Um, I'm the just daddy. The daddy, the daddy of the pod. And I'm here, I want to be, I think the vibe as a dad I'm going to bring is the one of like a vacation dad or a dad preparing to go on vacation. And like, I'm the one who's like screaming at you guys, you need to have your shoes on. If you haven't peed, like go put a diaper on because we're not stopping. Like this train is going, we are leaving at this time. Um, but yeah, that's that's the vibe I'm bringing. I also have some other families, family members here to help me though. So uh, let me introduce my pop filter family here with me as always is Ryan. So am I a different type of dad or am I like your son or daughter? And Cassie, thank you so much for revealing so much about your life just by your whole thing about <laughs> your dad saying that you better go put on a daughter. I feel like, or a diaper. diaper. <laughs> I feel like I we like just learned so they much. They haven't left yet, but they're not allowed to use the toilet. He's shut off the Too house's late. water. Put a diaper on now. <laughs> he gave us the time to leave, and if we hadn't had that diaper on by that time, we fucked up. I so. love his dad. <laughs> this is a good dad. And we, he's not going to stop. So, But to answer your question, you could also, if you feel like you're bringing that dad energy, it's kind of like whatever energy you bring to a friend group is also the one you're going to bring to this family. So are you the dad friend, the mom friend, the drunk friend, crying friend? Uh, I mean, I think the answer to all of those is yes. Uh, <laughs> I think the, energy, the dad energy I want to bring to this trio of fathers is the one who uh, gets out of his car in his business suit after his business day, and by the time he hits the front door, is just naked, and just in his underwear, <laughs> just ready to fucking lounge for the rest of the day. That's who I want to be. That's who I feel like I am to you guys in mm. your eyes. Yes. The light, the heat. That's why you always strip down, which we don't need, but now it makes more sense. Now I see the picture you have in your mind, and it's, it's making more sense. YouTube is always like, please, please film your podcast. We need it. Our viewer, <laughs> our, our audience needs it. And we're like, we can't because of fucking my dangly bits. <laughs> That's exactly why. You're darn dang dangly bits. Uh, <laughs> Mike, what are you bringing to this? Uh, I think I'm going to be on vacation dad energy. And it's the kind of dad who's just like, yeah, here's money. Here's where you can drink for free, underage kid. Don't fucking bother me. I'm here to read my spy novels, drink as many mojitos as possible, and maybe try to get a threesome with your mother and somebody else. <laughs> well, at least he included your mother in that. Uh, Cassie. So Cassie's dad energy is just before we right, leave but, for vacation. Yeah. And yours is on vacation. <laughs> yeah. And yours sounded like, I just got off work, but I have not started yelling at you guys yet. You're like the day before vacation. Yeah. yeah. Or the like the drive home from vacation. <laughs> no <laughs> pants. Like screaming, I will turn this car around and go back to <laughs> Straight vacation back to spot. vacation so quick. <laughs> I will live in vacation land. Um, I do. Yours seems very on brand. At no point do I doubt that you would just go ahead and let kids do whatever. So that seems right. 
my my shirt has all buttons. Only the bottom two are buttoned. Uh, <laughs> well, how the shorts else are, you are shorter get a than you'd expect. <laughs> and even though there's just a gigantic tuft of salt and pepper chest hair, we can still see that necklace peeking through. Oh, what a yeah. dad. And we can get little glimpses of those pepperonis. <laughs> <laughs> and that's intentional every time. <laughs> we know how you are. Um, but we're going to. Do you guys find that dads will tip like. The longer you're dead, the more your nipples shrink to the point of almost yeah. non-existence. Dads <laughs> just always have like these tiny little like dimes. They got little dimes. It's like a search. Well, it's and because fun. of all the vacation tweaking that happens. So <laughs> eventually <laughs> they get to nothingness. Yeah. I'm dad's too, rule. <laughs> I'm too worried to learn about more of Mike's dad energy, so <laughs> we gotta go on. For the main event, we'll be talking about a different family, the Pierce family, and see how they their whole story concluded in the Black Lightning series finale. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about coming up right now. <laughs> oh, overstep the segue. <laughs> On the series finale of Black Lightning, Jefferson's family thinks that he is dead, but they know they need to focus on protecting Freeland rather than getting revenge. Turns out Jefferson has the revenge plan covered, though, because, surprise, he's not dead. He was just buried alive. After a pep talk from his dead dad, Jefferson bursts out from the coffin and murders Tobias. Meanwhile, Lightning, the original one, has escaped from the ionosphere and is taking her spot in the family back from the alien who took her place. By the end, Freeland is safe from both the chief of police and Tobias, which allows the old folks to pass on their job as protectors to the city and the next generation. Tastebuds, I ask you, family has always been at the center of this show and what is best about it. So did the happy ending for these characters make up for the speedy plot conclusions? Uh, that's such a good question. Uh, I mean, it's, it's about that time, folks, to have the conversation of what do we want and need from a series finale? And if I'm being honest, I got to say that if, if this did it for you as a, as a viewer of every episode, then who am I to say anything, you mm. know? But as a, just an hour of TV, I felt like it was so, uh, we got to do this and this and this yeah. and this and this and this and we're done. Yeah. Almost 30 Rocky in. Especially the last 10 minutes of yeah. making fun of what a season finale of a show or series finale should be because they're at the wedding or they're at the reception. I guess the wedding happened. It's still, it's seemingly the same night everything else went down. Because uh-huh. yeah. yeah, none of them the talked well, about it. Gotta get to that wedding, I guess. <laughs> and, and just like them interrupting the wedding to have these serious talks. Jeff and Lynn getting remarried. Like all of it is just fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I have seen enough of. Black Lightning to know that they were on the rocks when they were married. Like they've yeah. always been on the rocks, and they, it, the healthy decision for this entire time was for the show to be like people who love each other can't don't necessarily yeah. have to be together. Mm-hmm. The the true happy ending would be Lynn getting with that lawyer Keith, and Jefferson be like, me and Gamby are gonna just old man road trip and f- old man fuck our way across this country. <laughs> like, get a lot of happy endings. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, because the um their marriage issues was a big point, and like I remember the earlier episodes, they were like not hand- like they were showing it very realistically. So we were all like, "Oh dang, this could be an interesting point." And then right at the end, they were like, "Hey, guess what? Family's all good." And I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they hi- they all jumped in the air and high five and freeze framed. I <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, Cassie, you're right. Like one of you know when Black Lightning started, it had a lot of potential uh, energy, if you will. Uh, had, there was a lot of stuff it had going for it. And one of the things that it did the best, better than any of our shows, any CW show, is this nuanced relationship. Mm-hmm. This relationship with dynamics that it wasn't like, it wasn't either in love 
or arch enemies. But this middle ground that is most marriages in the country of like, uh, it's not perfect. And in fact, we might not be able to be together. And that was one of its like uh, biggest advantages. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) And they fucking, uh, did they ruin it? I mean, those episodes still exist. Those still exist. This was definitely shit though. Yeah. It, it it like they it re- it feels like I mean they always knew this was going to be the last season right so I why does for a while yeah the, the the rest of the season I've watched did not feel rushed it felt like mm. it didn't feel slow it felt like perfectly paced at how they're delivering and this one they're like oh shit one I thought we at least had three more but one yeah. okay yeah. um because one of the things that bothered me the most is uh the Jen stuff where she's like I'm just so mad nobody knew it wasn't me. You know what, yeah. Jen? The writers didn't know it wasn't you because there was not a hint in any of these <laughs> 10 goddamn episodes I've been watching that that was not new, Jen. It felt like they're like, well, it's the series finale. Think we could get the original back? That was it, man. Because there, no, there was no otherworldly being thing in any of it. And that's where you have to decide as a viewer like to how extra textual you want to be. Mm-hmm. And do you want to – you know the story about the – the actress who plays Jennifer, you know she left and then she came back because it was the finale. So it's going to be bad. Are right. you going to be forgiving or are you going to be, uh, well, fuck this, I'm going to take points off? Keep new gen. The, yeah. unless, or it would have been awesome if the whole ep- her whole run, she said things like, I sure love breathing air. Because that was one of my favorite moments where she said that and TK looks at her like, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. He, he noticed that because she's just been normal the whole time. Yeah. But it was cra- they did a lot of things where they introduced a new issue in this last one. Like they That's already had the stuff to wrap for. up and introduce, like introduced her whole thing where she was just in the sky and then had to come to like resolution with it. But we also had um, we got yeah, just that whole alien plot was fully introduced in one episode and then wrapped up. It's- bananas everything else has been boiling the entire run of the show the Mm -hmm. tobias and jefferson not only the entire run of the show but their lives 20 years before the show jeff and lynn had problems before the show started like that's what black lightning did well is it felt lived in and real even while being we got introduced in the middle of the story right and that's awesome and then to to do an entire season length issue in 20 minutes of your series finale is is insane I mean, the one thing that we would probably be forgiving of is that if they introduce stuff about painkiller in this, right? You know, mm-hmm. because that is, I think, did we talk about this last week? I think a that, little that it's continuing. That it might not or, be continuing now. No, it's official. It's not going forward. Mm. Uh, God, like we I all predicted, pumped. there's no fucking way that a spinoff of Black Lightning was going to happen. We was, we said it from the second they pitched it, even though it got as close as you can. Right. Um, it, it, they're ultimately not going forward. The big CW news was that they're not going forward with that, and the Powerpuff Girls pilot was Woo. dog shit. They're Game of thrones in it. <laughs> yeah. They, like, Same people, just do it again. Yeah. Um. But if they if they thought with this with making the show that there was going to be a painkiller uh, spinoff like we thought, and then they uh, introduced stuff, that makes sense to me. But the rest of the stuff, like what the f- guys? Look at the clock. There's there's 22 minutes left ever ever in your series. <laughs> the only thing they they introduced for for painkiller is so TC uh, calls Khalil up and he's like, "Hey, Tobias is dead." So you there's like a kill order for in painkiller's brain to kill mm-hmm. Jen. Yeah, uh, and so he's like, "Tobias is dead, so we can figure this out." And he's like, "No, I'm just gonna wipe my brain. I got a different city to travel to, and then I'll spend the rest of my life figuring out who I am and why my brain got wiped." Thanks, I gotta go be on painkiller. <laughs> like that—that <laughs> that did work as because it was a pretty subtle send off. 
Yeah. When, it, when the screen froze and then the announcer said, painkillers this fall on the CW. <laughs> oh. Was that weird? Oh. <laughs> hey, Mike, uh, did something happen in the past where Tobias Whale uh, just became a Shakespearean actor or character? <laughs> like, why does he talk like that now? Oh, most people in the, the run of the show have not liked Tobias. And he has a lot of reasons why, but it's because he has just always been a normal dude who talks the way he talks. Oh, so that's not new. He always talks like that. <laughs> no, but the closer to power he got, the more he talked like that. How did you I, feel about the, the the very timely, nobody else has done it before, Trump comparison when he said, let's make Freeland great again? Oh, it was it was a little rough to handle. Just like, because it's a little bit, I don't know, it was just like... They've been doing so well with some issues, so to them to be like, hey, did you pick up on this? Yeah. If not, I don't know if you know. <laughs> <laughs> what you, let doing. me give them this phrase. And it just it hurts every time you hear that phrase now. It was I mean, it was a little obviously a little heavy handed. But the one part I did like as far as all the Trump stuff goes is when I think it's when Jefferson's talking to his dad, which who did not have like a blue aura around him. So that's weird because I'm pretty sure that when ghosts come back, they have like a weird blue <laughs> glow. A blue aura, they yeah. should, yeah. Um, talked about how Jefferson has to do the right thing and why other people don't do the right thing is because they have no shame. Right. And I thought that that was a nice, nuanced, subtle mm-hmm. dig at the things that are going on in this country today and just about how, unfortunately, you're on the side that you're on based on if you have shame and you know right. what right and wrong is, or you don't have shame and you can just do evil shit. Right. And yeah. I, I I think that that's right. Shame is not a word that we talk about. We, we usually talk about like, oh, I was, uh, it's because I landed in Smallville or it's because Uncle Ben told me this. And right. really so much of it has to do with when you do bad stuff, do you feel shame or not? That's a lot of it what it comes down to. And, and so... Any, if anything does talk about shame, either our kind of show or like new self-help books, it's get rid of it. And so yeah. to, for, for this to talk about the benefits of shame, I think is like, and it, that's the beauty of Black Lightning. It's like, I'm going to just drop a real mature bomb in the middle of this goofy shit and you have yeah. to kind of gnaw on it for a while. You can, I, I definitely think there's an issue where you can feel too much guilt, you know, like mm-hmm. too much anxiety about your choices. But then like the best way to not feel guilt is to not, is just to not do bad things. Like, right. isn't that the best lesson here? Yeah. I do want to talk since Tobias was being like, it was like before the show even started leading up to that. And we got his death. His death was the wildest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I don't understand like for such a big bad for him to go out the way he did. I don't like, it just it. seems speedy. <laughs> hey, villains, uh, all villains, please keep your torso away from spiky things. <laughs> like, I just need all villains to just remember that. But for you to brag about your word of the day calendar (laughs) and say, I learned a new favorite word, it's defenestration, because that's what you're going to do and have it thrown on you, it's great. One (laughs) second later. Not like, Uh, that wasn't foreshadowing in the beginning of the episode, (laughs) and then we had to remember an hour. He was like, my favorite word of the day means throwing people out of the window. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm thrown out of the window. I shouldn't have taught him that word. It was what really got for me was his the dude who had to act like he was still alive while being stabbed, and it was him just flailing on a pole and trying <laughs> yeah. to shoot him, but just like doing like moving his arms around. It was it was and, pretty beautiful. And then he like turns gray and yeah. like starts to. I don't know if there's something I missed while because I think I've watched the most of it. Is like I don't know if Tobias was ever supposed to be ageless, but in the flashbacks they didn't well, put young man makeup on him. But, they either. There, he either has a power, like some sort of super soldier serum, or they just did the 
the Five Bloods thing, the Spike Lee movie, where yeah. they're like, oh, we just, don't, we're flashbacks. <laughs> and my first thought was that, oh, this is Jefferson's memory. And so, right. you know, like, my grandma, when and all my memories looks the same, even though she looked wildly different throughout my life. Uh, mm. I I don't know. That's the best I can do. Yeah. If I was Jefferson, it, when Tobias was on the spike, he uh, then Tobias pulled out two guns, and Jefferson was like, no, you don't have to do this. And I don't know what he's talking about. Like, You don't have to waste you your bullets. There's, yeah. no, there's no point. I do like pulling out the guns and just waving them in the air like you're at a fucking concert. Doth thou protest too much about spikes? Uh, then, but I, I would have climbed down, and I gently would have touched, like pushed one of Tobias's feet, so he just started spinning all the forever. way around the Just always While spinning. drilling through him. And then it, it, it is almost like, is it a good finale to be like, stories will continue, you just don't get to know them. Because then Lala, who we haven't seen in, like, I think, a couple years, breaks out of his Han Solo statue yeah. thing. And it's just like, what's going on? Credits. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the new bad guy in... Nothing. No show. <laughs> we just Whoa. know this guy's out here now. And he's but he had a good laugh seeing him on that pole. And yeah. It would have been a better laugh if he was spinning around. Yeah. A deeper one. Um, I do want to. At the very end, we did get them passing on the torch to the new generation, and it did mean we finally get Gabby retiring and all of them. Like I feel like this, it could have been a sweeter moment too if they didn't have to rush this as well. Yeah. But it was. Like, <laughs> it just agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's almost as corny as like the opening of a '90s sitcom where everybody like looks in the camera and smiles when, like in the intro, yeah, yeah, when their <laughs> they, name they, pops behind them, yeah, and they all just step up and say like, "Well, I'm also retiring, so this person's going to take my role." But watch out, I may want to do some more work in the future. Yeah. Oh, Gabby. <laughs> It was like it seemed right at the end. The writers really were like had a crunch time, and they were like, "We have thirty seconds to get this whole thing out." I appreciate their attempt to show that that the, a, a new generation needs to step up. You know, mm-hmm. like that sort of works as an ending for me. And I also appreciate their accuracy in the next, the previous generation saying, "But we're not going away, and we'll also fucking interfere every chance we that we will can." Tell like, you how you're doing it wrong. That's some boomer shit right there. <laughs> I, one of the things I wish they had spent more time on and less time on dumb shit that we've been talking about is uh, Grace, uh, and this is now wife, has been like, what if we don't want our powers? Is this wild? Yeah, wild. Uh, and then at the end, she's like, yeah, you know what? I miss these powers. I'm fine. Let's be superheroes forever. <laughs> like, it's like, hey. Actually, it's a pretty rad to have powers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing where like, I wish that I'd never had powers mm-hmm. is much different than I would I would like to get rid of my powers. You're never going to get rid of your powers. Mm-hmm. Powers are dope. Let me tell you. <laughs> As somebody who has them. <laughs> well, you guys, it is the series finale, so you know I have to ask it. I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but did they stick the landing? I think that Black Lightning will <laughs> always be a strange show in our history. Mm-hmm. Um, one that we respected more than loved. Um always glad that it was on you know always glad that when like it got its turn in the main event uh i was always stoked to watch it um this last episode was i would say mostly a failure but i do know from experience of doing the show for a long time that we tend to forget about that pretty quickly and just yeah. remember the good times yeah. we'll, we'll look on it fondly that it did not stick the landing but i would say this is the worst episode of this season uh-huh. and 
I think Superman and Lois would not exist without Black Lightning. I think they learned so much of how to do mature adult relationships, a thing no yeah. other CW show has ever done. Oh, Barry and Iris? You don't think that's a... <laughs> yeah, these two 30-year-olds who still act like they're 14? No. Yeah, so, I mean, at least I hope most people can look at it as, like, an overall thing instead of just the very end where it didn't didn't stick the landing, but overall the show was, it had it, its spot. Um, but I do, that's all the time we have to talk about this. And Ryan, I know you were talking about a website earlier. I promised I'd let you still talk about it on the show. So now is your time. Okay. Well, okay. If I can pitch this to you guys real quick. Um, and by pitch, I mean, just accept it and give no feedback whatsoever. Unless your feedback is, that is, uh, amazing. Um, we did not get to hear the black lightning theme in this because it was a different song by Al Green. Light. Al Green Light. Green Light. Uh, so I would like to put gr- the term green light, just have somebody scream the words green light. Green light. In all of Al Green's songs, and you can find that at algreenlight.com. Okay. I do think this is amazing. I have follow-up <laughs> questions. Uh, is it just a website that has all of Al Green songs, and as the user, I get to decide where somebody yells green light in them, or do no. I just listen to a song that already has somebody say green light on them? Yeah, unfortunately, we uh, don't trust you. You can man. sign up to be a future green light putter in her, okay. and you might get the green light to green light, but as of right now, we just have professionals doing it, and that, uh, that's me, and so also you, Mike. So, <laughs> oh. to, to answer your specific question, yes, but for but all other people, a, no. A common user cannot just go. I mean, I don't think, I think people like interactivity, but I think this is a good phase one. But I mean, like, th- there is a button at the bottom for you just to hit green light. It just doesn't record. It doesn't become permanent with the but song. But you get to hear it. Yeah, What's but you will be able to hear it. Green light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's Marvin Gaye. That's I but, said. Yeah. I know that's not out green. <laughs> but it's still that's smart. It still makes the people feel like they're involved in it. Um, Ryan, it's so you're leaving the professionals to the green lighting. But how are you? Who's doing the website itself? Well, Going I figured- to- like professional musicians would do the green lighting, but I would handle all the website stuff. I know all okay. of the shit. Go ahead, throw some terms at me, and I'll say like, "Oh, I know that." Okay. Define JavaScript. I know that. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, he does. He does know it. Job. Okay. Um, goal-driven design. Know that. Okay. Um, what about drag-and-drop templates? Fucking Cassie, I have to be honest. I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> Speed okay. optimization. I don't. I don't know. Mm, okay. Well, I, I'm gonna go. Can I lead you to a professional that you can reach out to? Oh yes. All right. Cybersprout.net, my friend, your partner for the digital world. They're gonna be able to take this. They're gonna work with you hand in hand. They put a focus on collaboration, so your your input's still important to them. But they're gonna make sure it comes out nice. Um, they do have easy to manage fields if you ever want to. Uh, mess with the custom templates, drag and drop tools, and they offer premium hosting that is specifically built for WordPress. Also, security, their whole jam. Their whole gym, gym jam thing. <laughs> Cassie, you're jam, a little... Jam thing. You say collaboration. You're a little bit older than me. I say collab. Oh, okay. Do yes. they say collab or do are they old? They're, it's collaboration because okay. they're professionals. So they're old. I say collabo. <laughs> Collabs. But they're, any of it, they'll like reach out to them and let them know if you want to do collab instead of collaboration. And they're oh. down. So like, they will adjust their, the their way package. they speak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to whatever you need. But uh, that's cybersprout.net, your partner for the digital world. And coming up next, it's time to go to our poll list. We are back for our poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, In this week's episode of Legends of Tomorrow, the legends have gone back to the Bay of Pigs invasion. Half the team is in Cuba, 
trying to keep an alien in check, while the other half is in the White House trying to keep Kennedy from nuking the planet. Taste buds, I ask you this. Is playing football with the nuclear football the single most legends thing that has ever happened? It's it's pretty legends that they had a bunch of treasonous generals and had to both sides huddled and made game plays <laughs> like yeah. I, I think it was they, did, be dumb. they did telegraph it that it was going to happen with all the football talk beforehand. Yeah, they talked football a lot, but I think it would be dumb if they just threw it once. But how deep into playing football against each other that is legends level stupid. <laughs> um, every situation that has this in the history of TV and movies has to have a general. Um, that only wants war no matter what. Uh-huh. It is a classic trope that I don't think we talk about enough and both its uh, overuse and its probable like and it's reality. Yeah, it's based. close to it's close <laughs> to realness. And they always look like this guy. Yeah. This guy reminded me of like kind of a chubby older um guy from Heroes and Agents of yes! Shield, Gravitron from Agents of Shield. Like Gravitron. His older brother maybe. <laughs> um was this the was this the ending that you hoped for all of those generals, or was this a dumb thing that Legends did? The guy, no, the general. No, I, I want a nucleus bomb to just crush them as they are impotently trying to fire their handgun at a bomb. That's the part <laughs> I fucking love. Is yeah, he's so attached to his gun. A you know, like a two thousand pound piece of metal. Forget like the the nuclear chemicals inside, but just the just the metal alone uh, is going to absolutely decimate him. So he pulls out his little pistol and fires at pistol. <laughs> yeah it uh i you know what i appreciate it is that kennedy was not a handsome man <laughs> no offense to this actor but they did not try to handsome this guy up they did uh put a wig on him and then turn it around like was... put horse teeth in <laughs> <laughs> i am not a horse uh Let's get to Mick. We talked about Mick last week and about how he is going through a thing. Um, at this point, Ava says, um, "I, you're good at just fucking murdering people, and I should have trusted that. And Mick's <laughs> like, yeah. Is he? Was this a moment where he's like, oh, I should be responsible for more? Or was he like, was he like thank you. That is what I'm good at. <laughs> no, he's pissed because he puts on a suit. He stops drinking. He has a plan. Is like, I know words. He puts uh, glasses. Never wears them, but puts yeah. glasses on his shirt. And... It's when she yells at him later because she says like that you're only good for killing, and she says it again later that he gets pissed. Like it's like if that's all you expect from me, that's what I'll fucking be then. Right, and that's what kind of sends him. It's kind of like a hero's journey slash spite because he's like, if that's all you think I'm good for, I will take this ship, take this alien, and go kill some other aliens to find Sarah. Um, and yeah, and like he is. I like that. There's an attachment to him and Sarah. I think that's one thing that they're doing well yeah. because they are the last men standing, right? Like they are uh-huh. the only ones. There is no Hawk Man or Hawk Girl from the. Oh, original I hope they season. come back. <laughs> uh, it's just the two of them. So there's like that relationship has been yeah. going on longer than any other one. Yeah, I, I do. I like that a lot, and that it was like one of those things that the show kind of ignored until they needed not to, which always works pretty well when shows do that because uh, it can blossom and happen naturally instead of like forcing it follow-up mick question mike is he gonna fuck that uh chicken wing face alien <laughs> yeah he's gonna fuck the chicken gonna right fuck off her, those right? wings like, well she when she puts on her gary glasses she basically turns into his romance novels character right i don't remember the alien queen's name but she is the alien queen like it's it's basically if what if gina carano was not cut by society that's who she becomes. Yeah. And he immediately forgets that she just looked like a chicken wing face alien. <laughs> He's like, well, hello, baby. 
if you've lived the kind of life make has lived i think you it's good to have goldfish memory i <laughs> just dive in i mean i there's a lot of questions that i do want to ask you about that and what would like what would you do if all of a sudden i looked like a an attractive woman uh would Probably you have a try to staple chicken wings to your face <laughs> so i could finally be hot um but yeah, I I think that I I do like what they're doing with Mick right now. This is like the most I don't know uh, characterization we've had with him in a long time. Is like the last yeah. three episodes, and it's in, it's interesting because everybody else kind of gets set in their ways, and they do kind of reinvent Mick in an almost Harrison Wells kind of way with the Flash. Right? They, they, it's not a different version of Mick, but it's like this season Mick is struggling with being a writer and not being taken seriously as a romantic novelist. This season Mick is struggling being a dad. This season, it's I, he should just stand up and be like, "You guys have seen me be very successful as a writer and a father at this point. Can't you just also have my input as a plan?" But I think that's why he misses Sarah. Is Ava only sees right. leather jacket Mick, but Sarah saw like the full picture. I get that. Good show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to go to moments of the week. Uh, Ryan, what's yours? Uh, okay. So Zari two point the very beginning. Um, uh-huh. Has a ponytail. <laughs> has a ponytail and is out of makeup. And it's crazy how much she looks like Zari 1.0. And I want to give, I just want to, I don't know. I feel weird about this moment of the week, but uh, my moment of the week is how cool Zari 2.0 is with uh, Nick Zano's raging boner that he gets yeah. when he sees her look like Zari 1.0. They, they all wake up. Because Mick set the alarm because he's like, why are you sleeping? We still haven't found Sarah. I have plans and I'm sober now. And they run into each other in their pajamas. And yeah, it it's led to believe that if it's not fully poking out of his boxers, it is about to burst through that seam. Because she looks down a little admiring and goes, all right, Steel, go put on some pants. Like, <laughs> but I love the I love how like uh, they play with it in a very Legends way where it, you know, Zari has the ponytail and Nick looks at her. Nick, what's his name? Pete? Right. No, Pete's from Happy Endings. <laughs> Citizen Steel uh, yeah. looks at her, and it looks like the look from a rom- or like a rom-com. Yeah. But no, the look is actually, I'm getting a boner right now. <laughs> I am horny. Uh, h- how do you feel about that? Because that is my moment of the week as well, which means we're allowed to talk until Cassie shuts us up. Uh, how do you feel about her saying, I remind you of her? And he says, no, you remind me of you. Is he now starting to like 2.0 for her own self? No. Well, like, yes, but not crush not on long, long. Okay. not not get a little boner on <laughs> well he got a boner and then what like was a heart boner a heart boner right just a penis boner what was uh zari 2.0's line of like oh no it's 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 fine that you got a boner or it's fine that you showed your steel yeah it was something like that <laughs> oh, no. uh and i do like attached to that because they're all in their pajamas and they're like well we got to go and they're like in 1960s in their pjs and spooner's like couldn't have gone an hour further and zari 2.0 just saying we don't ask those questions yeah. here. The Legends writers thought it would be cool if we were just at the Bay of Pigs in our pajamas, so we're just going <laughs> to yeah, roll with this. Just, it's just, just happening. God made us do this. <laughs> don't question. Uh, Legends is on Sunday on The CW. Our next show is Van Helsing. On the sixth episode of season five of Van Helsing, we're still focusing on other characters, and this time it's a dude named Julius who is trying to stay on the straight and narrow after his blood-sucking, bottom-feeding junkie of an old friend comes to visit. <laughs> This friend Nina tries to convert him to being a vampire, and he tries to convert her to join the good non-people-eating side. Junkies gotta do their thing, though, so they split ways. Taste buds, I ask you, do you ever think you'd want to be a vampire? Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> ultimately, yeah. Like, there's, there's nothing about my brain that thinks, oh, I, you should be dead. Like, I, I'm on, I would like to be a vampire, please. 
Is, I, I I would try to be Blade, or okay. at least like the Dexter of vampires, like only only vamp on serial killers or something. But try yeah. to be good, okay. And would you would you have like would you go um what is that what we do in the shadows? Would you have a familiar? Are we going that uh, route? A little Gizmo, a little for Gizmo. sure. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Ryan. You've met him. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> Van Helsing is on Fridays on the uh, Sci Fi Channel. Our next show is Jupiter's Legacy. In episodes four and five of Jupiter's Legacy, we get a closer look at Chloe train wrecking her life until the van hits her from the last episode. This leads her and Hutch to fucking <laughs> Utopian. Later, tracks Hutch down to find his dad. Meanwhile, in the past. Sheldon starts gathering his team to go to the mysterious island. Taste buds, I ask you this. If a mystery is obvious, what's the point? <laughs> okay. This show is doing a couple mysteries right now. One, mysterious... why does Mike keep watching it? <laughs> why does Mike keep watching it? That is the mystery no one can figure out. Uh, is well, Them getting the island works for me. As I've said, like the 30s stuff, I'm into. Let's get the team together. Uh, some people are just in because they're bored. Some people have to be hoodwinked or tricked. All of that. I, Josh Dumahill is just allowed to look like himself. Uh, all of that works for me. It's the future stuff that sucks. But they are setting up the big mystery that Hutch is not only the little kid that from the first uh, very first episode that was playing with Utopian's kids, but is George's kids. George is one of the union who betrayed everybody else, Sky Fox. The show hasn't explicitly said that yet in these first five minutes, but when Utopian shows up and he Hutch thinks he's there to yell at him for sleeping with his daughter, and he's like, no, where's your dad? It The show's like, aren't we all curious who the dad is? I don't know. Maybe the other one dude character in the past <laughs> that we haven't seen again yet. It is really dragging it out in an absurdly stupid way, and I don't understand what they think they're doing with that. It sounds like Jupiter's Legacy, brought to you by some people who watch The Incredibles. And, and, and the, last, the last minute of episode five, so, so Sheldon is in therapy throughout these episodes. Future Sheldon is in therapy. And then he le- like That's different than young newspaper. Sheldon. <laughs> y- y- young Sheldon is in a bow tie uh, and should be in therapy. <laughs> so old Sheldon is in therapy and he's been talking to this guy and the guy's like, why do you keep coming to me? I tried to kill you so many times. And then they zoom in on a newspaper clipping and he was one of his villains. And he goes, well, only you get me and leaves. And it's been in a prison the whole time. And it's the kind of music and slow pull out camera like, you didn't know. <laughs> Doesn't this blow your mind? And it's like, this does literally nothing. Literally nothing to add anything. I do have to ask though, what if Jupiter's legacy was exactly the same? Except for on that pullout, there was a song that had those exact <laughs> lyrics. Would it, oh, would it would become, become your favorite, favorite show? <laughs> yes, I'd be in all the time telling everybody to watch it. Doesn't this blow your mind? Uh, my moment of the week, because I don't want to talk about this more, even though there's That's more fair. to talk about, uh, is after Hutch and Chloe fuck, and he tells her that his, her dad talked to him, and she gets mad. She's like, he always does it. He's like, oh, it wasn't about you. He, he's after me for my dad. And then she's like putting her clothes on. And she's about to leave. He's like, by the way, I'm not scared of your daddy. And she looks at him and just starts taking her clothes off again and jumps back on him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't tell if it's super cheesy or if that is the sexiest thing you can say before sex. <laughs> uh, Jupiter's Legacy is on Netflix. Our next show is Fear the Walking Dead. On this week's episode of Fear the Walking Dead, Alicia is held prisoner by Teddy. There, she reunites with old friends and must confront her past if she hopes to move on and escape. Taste buds, I ask you this. Rank your top 100 Walking Dead characters you hope she meets in this prison. 
princess. It's the only one I care about. Okay. No, 90, it's not even Fear the Walking Dead. Ninety nine more. No, in the whole universe. Yeah. The whole name, the whole Walking Dead multiverse. Name one hundred. Yes. Okay. Yeah, princess. Rick's hand. <laughs> it's now crawling around like thing from the Adams family. <laughs> uh, the bat. Lucille want want the bat. The first walker from the pilot when we're like, oh shit, is this show going to be good and good forever? Actually, also 97 other of those walkers from the pilot. Yeah. And we're done. There it is. Fear the Walking Dead is Sundays on AMC. Our next show is Superman and Lois. You guys ever get to that point in the show? Like, you talk about the shows that you watch, and then there's the show of like, God, I want, bring it. I fucked up. I didn't watch this. I want you to convince me, guys. (laughs) This week on Superman and Lois, Jordan's superhearing turns on making everything painful. Meanwhile, Lois confronts Marcus about his lies, and they learn who he really is. Taste buds, they ask you this. How obvious is it that this show is really just trying to teach kids about how to handle your anger? (laughs) It's like the best PSA I've ever seen. Like, it's one that might actually do something. Because we do have, like, we even got a kid punching a wall, essentially. Like, it was so weird. Is this the one where he took him out to go punch the log? And he was like, this is how you harness your power? No, that's a couple episodes ago. But yeah, we did get to see him, like... I think it's doing really well at this. He accidentally spies on Jonathan being a normal friend Mm -hmm. to the severely openly depressed girl who is also the one person who cares about their family, freaks out, assumes they want to bang each other's bones, and punches through the wall and looks surprised like, oh yeah, right, right, right. I have superpowers. (laughs) I heard them because of the superpowers. My fist is too strong because I have superpowers. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I want to know- What he didn't hear, perfect soap opera teen style, is- Uh, A random hottie girl telling Jonathan, nothing ever good comes from anger because he is punching his locker. And then Sarah coming up and saying, no, 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 no. She is way out of your league. So Jordan didn't miss like the friend banter Mm -hmm. and Sarah giving Jonathan advice on girls because they're just going to be buddies. Yeah. And I love that. Jordan's a little punk. (laughs) Jordan is a punk. And I do want to know, do you think this one suffered from having to focus on him as much? Because it is him struggling with trying to learn how to hear. It's. Again, I'm I'm aching for this show for Lois and Clark to be like, we raised one good kid. Yeah. And one really little bitch. Do uh, <laughs> you think that's what parents say? Oh, that is what your parents said. Uh, hey, I might have had a landing on the stairs that I would sit on and listen to my family. Uh, it, it, for, for Clark to get frustrated, and again, he's the best. Uh, he's trying to train, train Jordan how to control his hearing. And Jordan's like, does it for 30 seconds. is like, it hurts. And I, I can't do it. Puts on the noise-canceling headphones, which, Bose, you're getting really good if you can stop superhearing. For reals. Uh, and then Clark is like, I know it hurts, but you just have to keep trying or else it'll hurt forever. And Jordan goes, no, I can't. Like, he is picking hurt forever instead of focus a little and hurt for a minute. Yeah. He sucks. He does. He This one showed, like, how much he sucks. But it, we did get a lot of, like, team-ups in this one where we got uh, just the first time... And maybe it's the first time we got uh, Lois and Clark going on a little mission together. She was like, I need backup. Like, will yeah. you come help me with this? And I was like, I like this. I'm into this. But that's when we do find out about um, who Luther really is. And that's John Henry Irons. Do you know like a lot about this like comic book character? Oh, Cassie. Yeah, oh, Cassie. Why do you ask these questions like <laughs> Let's that? Let's go. Because two things happened when I got into comics as a kid. On the Marvel side, it was the Clone Saga. And we don't talk about that. But on the DC side... <laughs> It was the death of Superman. And once Superman died, four Supermen rose to take over. 
There is yellow sunglasses Superman, Terminator Superman, Superboy, who had like an undercut and one earring and a leather jacket, okay. and then the best AKA of all Mike of them, Steel. <laughs> and Steel was just a dude who got saved by Superman, so he built an Iron Man-style suit and a big-ass hammer, and that was John Henry Irons. And for a little kid who was very into the tall tales including John Henry, who did win the steam engine. Oh, no. I see, I see my mistake But here. then had a heart attack. Oh. Yeah, I see my mistake. <laughs> it was all great. Cassie, let's, so the, the stuff that Mike has mentioned that he's been into, from <laughs> magic cards to devil sticks, do you think Tall Tales is the nerdiest of all? What's I up, Johnny Appleseed? I see you. I can no, see fuck you. Johnny Appleseed. It's Pecos Bill, Yo. Paul Bunyan, and who John Henry. This fucking guy. The original Avengers. <laughs> For me, they were. I am with you, though. That hammer was rad as hell. When he called it, too, it was like an oh shit moment when it just like flew into his hand. I was yeah. so excited. Can I ask you guys and a question uh, from a non-viewer, though? Because I did see this headline. This was like a big deal as far as our shows go. And mm-hmm. my first thought was like, we've been leading you to think that this would... Why does he have the last name of a white character? He doesn't. He's a black character. Was that weird? No, I guess I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. It's just I love Steel, want him in more things, and I think they're using him very inventively. Did, but for them to be like, you thought it had to be a Luther because Luthers are always the only bad guys for Superman. Yeah, I th- worked. That is cool. Uh, was he better than Shaquille O'Neal? You know what? <laughs> Haven't seen enough of him yet. <laughs> okay, so the jury's still out. <laughs> Get back to him in a couple of weeks. Uh, but then we do our other team up was the two kids and that one I like that we got like Jonathan working with them when they have to go save dad because um, Irons yeah. has trapped him in a is it like a sun soaking light I don't understand the light fully so red sunlight makes Superman just a human it's the yellow sun if you listen to uh, Matchbox Twenty mm-hmm. the <laughs> get this fucking high from a yellow sun the real important part there is the yellow sun that's what gives Superman. His powers, so he put red sunbeams in those lights and trapped Superman there to beat the shit out of him. Okay, so the reason I don't watch Superman and Lois is because I would be talking right now uh, instead of giving Mike all of these times to shine (laughs) about all of his knowledge. His Matchbook 20 knowledge (laughs) and all of this. But yeah, then we do have, I like that the kids had to go save him and that like Jonathan's humanness was the part that was able to save him because he could go turn it off. Like for once, he was able to feel useful. Yeah, they... Uh, he's driving. He's using his screaming in pain brother as like a dad sonar. <laughs> like to... And then they just hit this dude with a truck. This dude who does not have superpowers. But does have a very big, very heavy hammer. Still goes yes. flying. But yeah. And then, yeah, Jonathan gets to take the hammer and smash the light so daddy can stand up. It was overall, I, I enjoyed this episode. I was into it. Um, but do you have a moment of the week? I do. It's uh, I. I do like when the boys are together. I, I am bothered by Jordan less. So my moment of the week is them together, and Jordan's getting pissy because he overheard part of a conversation. And Jonathan says, uh, "I was talking to her like a normal human being. I was covering for you all day, and now you think I'm moving in on your not girlfriend." They really do get brother dialogue very well here. Yeah. <laughs> like how many? I'm angry, and how many times I can hurt you emotionally 
while defending myself is perfect. Yeah. And they do have, my moment of the week is also a brother moment. It's at the end when they're just like, they have a moment where they're still kind of like on, like not fully healed, but then they put it to the side and they're like, dude, can you believe I just hit a dude with a truck? I don't even have a permit. (laughs) And I was like, this is, this is perfect. This is kids. (laughs) Superman and Lois is on Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is The Flash. Uh, This week's episode of The Flash called Family Matters, part two. Barry and Iris come together to try and stop a dangerous force from destroying Central City. Taste Cassie, I ask you this. Do you know what the sitcom Family Matters is or what it's famous for? Mm, the theme song? Nope. Mm, no. <laughs> it's famous for introducing a character that took over the show. Uh, Urkel. It's Urkel. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I do, Cassie, can you sing what you think the Family Matters theme song is that you thought was more famous than Urkel? No, because it's been, there's so many ones from that time where... Just every, try it. The Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Is that it? It's Frasier. Got it. <laughs> Dude, the Flash is Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Modoc. In the season premiere, nope, series premiere of Modoc, Modoc loses control of AIM when tech giant Grumble takes a majority share. Meanwhile, at home, Lou needs to pick his bar mitzvah theme, and Jody asks Modoc for a divorce. Taste buds, I ask you this How do Pat and Co. handle mixing comic book lore and tongue in cheek animated comedy? I thought they did good. I thought they pr- did a pretty good job with the comic book lore. And mm-hmm. here's why. Let me bring you back, guys, to two weeks ago where we're just going to have this be a, uh, a staple moment for the show. Uh, Leslie Bibb takes two beers out of a fridge and flips the caps off with her thumbs. And the camera <laughs> zooms in on it. And I really appreciate... That's from Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate how Modoc didn't it didn't hang a lantern on all of its references but just left them there and that shows one in a like an appreciation of me and mike and two an appreciation of cassie you know like mm-hmm. yeah let me and mike try to catch them and don't fucking bog cassie shit down while she's watching with that you know yeah she doesn't need to see is this from issue 341 of spider-man she wants to know is modok gonna fuck iron man's boot that night is he uh the answer is yes my friends <laughs> the answer is yes and if you think modok looks weird wait till you see modok's weird dick uh modok my dick <laughs> how do you think i do want to know since you guys obviously love this character how is he comparing to the comic book version like is it living up to everything you thought i i, I think as time went on he sort of as like the 2010s figured out what mm-hmm. comedy was i think it the comic book character sort of became this version of will ferrell steve carell loudmouth uh far like thinks he's far more capable than he actually is right mm-hmm. and uh i i think Patton oswald is doing a good job and the writers are the writers are doing a good job of capturing all of that but yeah i mean like he is it's so weird that this this show before i watched it Exists. was like how who who why would you Who's going to make this show? And then watching it, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, it's perfectly set up to, like, Modoc is the kind of character that we have in all comedies, you know? And then uh, to uh, splash together the home life and the work life is, Mm -hmm. that's also very common. And the work life is so ripe for, you know, more jokes. To treat aim like for some of these guys, it is just a day job. Yeah, uh, it very that part reminded me of Venture Brothers. Like so much of uh, 
the monarch's henchmen are just dudes who needed a job. There's yeah. been a, so they're just like, sometimes I'll get my arm blown off. <laughs> there's know, been a lot of hack tags that have said that have called this Robot Chickens Venture Brothers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Shit. I'm sorry. I know <laughs> when I say shit like that, it sounds so insulting. I know that, Mike, you didn't see everybody saying that. Uh, but I like Venture yeah. Brothers. The show did remind me of my deep, deep aversion to Robot Chicken, though. I fucking, I really mm-hmm. don't like that show. Is it stop motion or what I think? I no, think it's, the jokes it's come... nonstop punchlines and nothing else. Is It drives me insane. Yeah, I was going to say, the jokes come mile a minute. So the, the, the many, many that hit the ground, not funny, you'll be annoyed. If you're like us, uh, and then you'll move on. And it is the character stuff that I do want to see why Jody wants, or I mean, I know why Jody wants a divorce, but I want to see more of the home life and all of that. And number one, like uh, a lot of people are going to have different opinions on Modog because we watched that first episode and all eight are out. So mm-hmm. you're, you're probably, if you're listening to this, you're probably done with it. Um, but I, I, was, I was left wanting more in both a good way and a bad way. In a good way, what I, my main one is the daughter. Um, yeah. The daughter is a normal <laughs> high school girl who looks like Modoc, but also has Modoc tendencies as well in a high school situation. I, based on the one episode, I want her to be the lead character, and I would like yeah. the adventures of Modoc at or Modaka in high school. <laughs> yeah, it was like it seems like she's almost like a popular girl too. Like I just want to see the dynamic of her at school and her like threatening kids when she freaks out. Like I'm just I was there for that, and then Aim being taken over and like having the daycare in there and stuff. Like the Aim office vibe, I was into that part too. But yeah, what what is? Were you ever lost, Cassie, not being steeped in like comic book lore? the way we have been or no it was still totally fine like i was following i know i wasn't getting everything but it still was like an enjoyable episode yeah and i mean like comic book lore doesn't have up until very recently with the comic that was time to come out with the show uh comic book lore doesn't have him as a husband you know so like that stuff is all easy to follow because we know tv tropes not because we read a bunch of comic books yeah and i I think i think it is patent behind the scenes and i'm sure there's other people involved as well who, who are helping like really hold these two worlds together to make it work yeah i think it's a, I think a little... it's a lot on the um kind of like harley quinn where we like there's like these side almost like npc characters that we grow to like love yeah. and it's because the people behind them like mm. that's what i kept like kept bringing me into this was every time a new character popped up there was so many that i loved like the one arm aim employee fucking <laughs> love yeah. that guy which is our boy right uh robinson sam rob sam oh is rob- it is it sam robinson isn't yeah, it? Um, I, Richardson. 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 Sam Richardson. Uh, yeah. Oh man, the voice cast is stacked in this show. Yeah. For sure. But I will say, uh, I, this feels fucking weird. That is about to come out of my mouth. But here we go. And it's only been one episode as opposed to two seasons. But it has a lot more to climb before it touches Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is a, oh, yeah. has yeah. really created a fucking world, and it is wall to wall funny. Mm-hmm. And Modok has the potential, but mm. I. I fear that it has too many robot chicken tendencies and not enough Harley Quinn tendencies. That's what I was yeah. wondering, because I'm with you where I can't stand robot chicken, and I knew that was holding me back on a lot of it. So I was wondering like how it is for everyone else. Like, If you don't have that aversion, is it, his, like, is it as instant of a success as Harley Quinn was for me? Like, I just don't know where everyone's landing on that. And again, it's not the animation. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the style of writing, and it's the uh, quantity over quality. And... But what Modoc is trying to do is something that Harley Quinn has, like, baffling everyone. Harley Quinn has nailed, which is the deep, the, the jokes are character-based. Like, yeah. there's all of the jokes of, like, hey, isn't this thing in the DC universe stupid? Harley Quinn has that. 
but you really come to see if Poison Ivy is going to trust Harley Quinn again, or if right. you know Clay Ma- or Clayface will ever actually find that inner peace that he needs. <laughs> uh, he will make a successful backstory. Yeah, will Modok ever get there? Based on this one episode, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm excited to give it like give it a couple more uh, episodes. And uh, are we doing two next week? So we get like a little more, like an hour worth. We're doing two. And by the way, uh, 30 minutes. So I'm gonna yeah. keep watching forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Um, all right. Do you guys got moments of the week? I'll start with you, Mike. You know what? I don't. That nothing stuck out more than it's the voice cast. I am in love. Uh, if you follow the lore of superhero show show of uh, Ella on Lucifer, and she plays Modok's wife, so getting her in a mature role and going on her own. I, I Modok is her mature role. Modok <laughs> is her mature role. And uh, more of her always. So realizing who she was halfway through the episode is my moment of the week. <laughs> oh, Ryan, what about you? I, I actually do want to point out the animation because sometimes it can, be, it can hold you back as far as comedy goes. Uh, but I thought there was one part that was really... There's a couple things that were really well done. One, um, the AIM agent shooting Modok into the office. Uh, and it turns out that Modok, like a tiny little Modok, got shot into oh, the office yeah, yeah. and then into the wife. It was really good camera work. I was impressed. Yeah. But the part that I want to talk about is um, they accidentally give what's the sort of assist, not assistant, but like co-leader of the rival who hates yeah. him. <laughs> um, she just drags around this fucking uh, rat dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, she drags him around just like that lady who uh, was in the park with that dog walking her dog and there was the guy who was bird watching and she called the cops on him remember and she got fired yes. cooper amy cooper amy cooper uh drags around her rat dog just like that and they accidentally give him the wrong pin pills and it becomes a giant rat and so they explode the rat and it explodes and it gets all over the rival and then it falls to the ground and blood starts coming out but it's stop motion blood uh-huh it doesn't look great but it is funny like they are still mm-hmm. nailing the jokes so my issue yeah. with Robot Chicken, again, is not the animation. It's the timing and the effort and knowing that it's it's kind of hard to make shows and Robot Chicken chose to not – to just to do the easy way out every time. Yeah. Uh, my moment of the week is, one, Mr. Waffles, the therapy bunny. Uh, I love that <laughs> little thing. Also, the fact that the CP – whoever the CPA – AIM agent is or AIM employee always has to wear that clear green, vi- green visor. Like, no matter yeah. who dies, when you become the CPA, you have to wear this visor. And that's how you know the CPA. I just love that little joke going on. What did you guys think of Beck Bennett real quick? Was that is that going to get tiring? Or he's the... Is that Grumble? Yeah, the Grumble leader. It it, it did feel like a old stereotype. The, the po- ponytail and, like, 5 o'clock shadow, it's an old Silicon Valley CEO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we, are, I thought we would be, like, 10 years past this. Is Beck Bennett... I love Beck Bennett, but is he when you can't afford Will Arnett? <laughs> he might be. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Beck. But uh, that's all the time we have. Modoc is on Hulu. You should watch it week by week with us. Uh, that's all the time we have for the poll list. So coming up next, it's X-Taz. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, your mini-show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men the Animated Series. On this week's episode titled Beauty and the Beast, our fuzzy boy Beast is trying to spit game with a blind patient of his. Unfortunately, the world hates, the world's hate for mutants is messing with his game and his side hustle as the FOH target him and capture his blind love, Carly. 
On the fortunate side, though, Wolverine is a white guy who can get who can go <laughs> who goes where he wants to go and exploits people's trauma when he wants to. So he's able to infiltrate the FOH and call in the X-Men team to bring a hologram of Sabretooth, who turns out to be Creed's dad, upon seeing a... 20, I'm sorry, Cassie, to interrupt, but 22 <laughs> minutes. Less than like 20 minutes this episode was. This is, uh, keep going. Upon seeing a projected image of his dad, Creed has a Yosemite Sam-esque breakdown, which lets everyone escape. Taste friends, before we dig into this wild episode, you know I just have to briefly mention and scream about our favorite NPC mutant, the Harry Llama guy, who's still got a shout out in the pre-cap, like in the little... In the flashbacks, it's still every time there is like, hey, mutants aren't treated right, it goes to that guy. I don't have any powers, which (laughs) I think is so important because a lot of times X-Men get shit for like, oh, you have a you have a mutation, right? So like your genes are different than everybody else's. Why is that always some sort of like offensive weapon? How is that how you evolved? And for some people, it's like, I didn't get the power. (laughs) Please stop. I'm Harry Llama guy. I just got hair. But then we get to the episode, and it starts off with Dr. Beast putting the moves on a blind patient. Like, they let you know he was into this patient. I have some moral qualms. With one, it is surprising that did you guys know that Beast was still an acting doctor? Because I did no. not. <laughs> uh, acting doctor with uh, two hot dogs in his pocket. Uh, all doctors. I don't know if they knew what they were drawing, so they just drew, or if they knew what doctors had in their pocket. So each doctor had two hot dogs in their pockets at all times. <laughs> but him and this blonde guy, who's apparently his best friend and also a doctor, are helping. I don't know if this is how scientific, like experimental surgeries go i don't know if you get this close with the patient if they just live yeah. in your yeah. place for a while but uh you definitely are not supposed to try to fuck your patients well sometimes you fucking fall in love mike how about that shit <laughs> <laughs> the whole time i was thinking like <laughs> i don't know it's it's tr- it's weird too with like uh you know doctors are just supposed to save people but the whole time i was like thinking beast are you sure you want her to see like are you sure that you want her to look at you you're blue bro well Which- i like at a, at a certain point he, she's like, I know you're a mutant. He's like, how'd you know? And she's like, I just can't see. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I you, can hug you, you and smell you. As a doctor, you hug me often, which is weird. But they hug. They held hands. Like, you fur. can feel the fur. Like, you the know. Claws. <laughs> There's a lot here. Oh, the tagline of the Beast poster for the show is feel the fur. <laughs> uh, every week, Cassie, you say... Uh, Saturday morning soap opera. Mm-hmm. And it's part in a, a parody of what Mike used to say on our hit show, The OCD. But n- has has this show ever, in the most, the, it's the soap operiest yeah. show in the history of Saturday morning cartoons, never has it, like, Beast will be like, but I love you too. And then the strings will flare and he will look to the side <laughs> and it will hold on there and it will, like, this is a goddamn soap opera. And yeah, I was there and- for every second of it. Her dad hates him because he's also a bigot mm-hmm. and refuses to even acknowledge that Beast did invent the thing that's going to let her see again. Uh-huh. He's like, why yeah. can't the blonde handsome doctor just take care of her? <laughs> Don't let me know the mutant made this. Yeah, it literally <laughs> had everything. And we do get, so um, the FOH uh, targets Beast and like attacks the place. Uh, and we it's also like a hospital. A hospital. <laughs> a blind hospital. But they still think they're good guys. <laughs> because um, a mutant works there. So obviously let's blow it up. And then Wolverine sees this, and that's when we get to see just how much Wolverine hates these fuckers. This is this is the goddamn moment of the week. Wolverine Wolverine has a ton of great moments. This might be like an all-time Wolverine episode as well, even though it's Beast episode. But he says, and I quote, attacking a hospital for the blind. And then he walks two steps, and he goes, 
raw. <laughs> and that's and how that, you know he's angry. That is a quote too. It is raw. <laughs> and then after he says raw, Gene uh, tells Rawr. Wolverine he needs to approach the situation delicately. And mm-hmm. Wolverine is fucking. He wants to kill all of them, even in front of the cops. <laughs> like, but can we get to this for a second? Like, this is some real ass like. Uh, civil rights argument of Mm -hmm. Jean Grey taking the position of it's not about demanding what you want in any means necessary. It's about being delicate and you have to be twice as good as they are. Uh, Otherwise that you're you're just going to be called like an animal. This is, I don't know, like the X-Men is all about this whole civil rights thing. And Jean is sort of, I, I think Jean is wrong. You know, like, or she's not, well, she's not she's 100% not wrong. right. She's smarter than them because I do think she's a better leader than Cyclops, who has mostly gone this episode. <laughs> Easy. Uh, <laughs> but, and I'm just talking about the TV show versions of these characters, Ryan. So, uh, I, it she's, it she's upsets me. Better leader than TV Cyclops. Because uh, it's not, she's not saying you're wrong to ever use violence. She's saying if you do anything, she basically says they will edit it out so it looks like you started attacking them. That's mm-hmm. why she's right. Like, she sees the bigger picture in a way. Most of the X-Men do not. Yes. I understand what you're saying. It's just that uh, a different way of what you're saying is that, like, we aren't allowed to act like them because, you know, like, we have to be better than them in Mm -hmm. all of these ways that, you know, are complicated. And, like, we in order to gain their trust, you know, like... The other argument is our tr- their trust should just be given to us because right. we're humans too, or mutants. But you know what I mean. But she does. She tells him to do it delicately, and I would argue he takes her advice and does. He doesn't just slit all these domestic terrorist throats in front of the police and news cameras. He realizes he looks a lot like these guys if he puts on a trucker hat, mm-hmm. and then it's an Oakland A's and- hat for some reason. Like an of all the teams, too. <laughs> An well, off-brand Oakland A's hat. The Oakland A's notoriously hate mutants. <laughs> but yeah, in between all of this happening, though, we do get a quick Savage Land check-in, and we just get to meet an amphibious creature who like kidnaps them and a two-headed Nessie. Like it, uh, every time we check in, I love the Savage Land. Cassie, how do you know this creature is amphibious? Oh, because he is called Amphibian, I believe. Or <laughs> yeah, his name is Amphibious, <laughs> and he is asthmatic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did we ever get any resolution on the reveal that Magneto created all of these creatures? Nope. They, 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 everybody they meet screams that at Magneto and Charles, and Charles refuses to ask Magneto what they're talking about. I've got some questions for you, bud. Later, we have all the time in the world right now, but I will ask. I can't. I cannot no. believe in the fucking soap opera, Saturday morning soap opera of our generation, that we are still in this storyline. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> Instead, Charles just says stuff like, never imagined I'd wade through a swamp. <laughs> With my working legs. <laughs> That's what's surprising him. He just, he looks at Amphibious and he's like, you have to explain this to me someday. Not <laughs> at now. At some point. <laughs> on a different journey. Not this one, please. And then we go, we get back. Wolverine has infiltrated the FOH. And we also get Beast kicking from the hospital for, or getting kicked from the hospital for being a mutant. And uh, that's when, like, Beast has a full breakdown. This is the first time we see him, like, wanting to be normal because he can't fuck a girl, essentially. (laughs) He smashes a mirror after looking through a photo album. Does he have a photo album of him and his blind patient? Uh, Well, and he has a photo album of him as, like, a tiny little beast. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's just like him reminiscing on family, but he was still part of a family as Beast. But then he was like, I couldn't be with my family. And I was like, you just had a photo album of you with your yeah, family. You, it sounded like you had a good day yeah. at Coney Island. <laughs> <laughs> You went to college, and also in your photo album, that's normal. That's not because you're beast. You were growing up. Mike, why is it, uh, despite never having been to Coney Island, every time I open up a photo album of my past, I'm at Cody, Coney Island in every picture. What is I it about that place? That's the mandala effect, I believe. <laughs> but yeah, so the surgery still goes on, and that's when Beast, he decides that he needs to be there. He needs to be the first thing she sees, and the cool doctor does let this happen. Yeah. I, I for a while just because he's so handsome, I thought he was going to be a villain. Yeah. But instead, he steps to the dad and he's like, "You know, Hank invented the thing I just did. So how about you shut the fuck up, bigot?" I know, but there's a part in the beginning of the episode where two people walk into the room and he's like, "No, no, no!" Like he brings at people. Yeah, like, there's like a secret thing between them, and then there's an attack, and I was like, "Oh, that fucker!" Yeah. Oh, and what? It, are that's... we going to see him again in another episode or something? Or the, they just forgot they did that because <laughs> yeah. he was a bad guy. Also, he's a bad guy because. Uh, I don't know if we're there yet, Cassie, but Carly finally can see. And she's like, oh, my God, Beast, I can see. It's you, Beast. And the, the fucking white blonde doctor's like, what the fuck about me, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> How good I do that I was look? Like playful banter, no? No, that was not playful. It's like, I did stuff. I do, there's a couple times that Beast, like, finally, like, he still says it Shakespearean, but he drops, like, the, oh, if I do not bleed. And it's when the, the Carly gets kidnapped. And like, he steps fuck. to the dad and he says, it's intolerant mutant hating fools like you that took your daughter. Don't blame me, asshole. Yeah, he also <laughs> says uh, self-appointed social engineers, which yeah. that's a good line. I, I think part of the reason why this episode is probably the best of this season is uh, Beast dropped the Fraser tease. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like he isn't doing that. Doth bleed rose, but not. Uh, and then my line. And Emmett, he shows fallibility because before his flaw was he's too peaceful. And here he's trying to be like, she can't be with me. It's too dangerous. And again, why I think Jean rules, she goes, let her decide. Yeah. She, she's also a full-grown adult, hopefully. Also, why Jean is relatable is because Beast is about to have a meltdown in the room. And Jean looks around, sees that there's nobody there, and she's like, fuck. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Beast, here we go. Let me walk this man through emotions. <laughs> I got this. But yeah, we do have, so that's when we go back, Logan had, uh, he's gone through his FOH interview, and we also get the most, ins- like, everybody met up as the X-Men do in this one, but it's because Wolverine called them in, and also Beast. Like, they got multiple calls of like, hey, it's at the Veteran Building, and I don't know why they made the decision where they got two separate calls to meet up at the Veteran Building, but they did. They made sure everybody was there. And I appreciate these two alpha males saying, I need help. That's, mm-hmm. That was nice for both of them to do. Um, I don't know if we have time, Wolverine, while we're on the phone, for you to give shit to about Beast to like about his game. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're like, you got to get here now. And Cyclops is like, we're on the way. Beast has a girlfriend. Wolverine's like, hold on, hold on. What? <laughs> no, there's no way. He's a nerd and ugly. That furry guy, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, we have a full X Men taking on Foh, and that's when we get the biggest reveal for me. It blew my mind. Full soap opera that Creed. Who who's Creed's papa? We've talked about this before, right? Or have we? We're like this guy has had the last name Creed for two seasons now. Yeah, and it's not like they just run out of last names, <laughs> right? It's just it's just like I think they've only said Sabretooth's last name once. Okay, so it's and they were trying to keep it, it hidden from the cartoon. Seven audience. year olds are dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I do like that. Like Wolverine recognizes him when he's like infiltrating. He's just like. I think I knew your dad. You seem but, like then, a particular type of butthole that I have <laughs> met before. 
I like in the reveal. He's like, that's not like me. You can't say that's me. But the clip of Sabretooth and the Hologram is him yelling the same stupid bullshit. So you can see in their faces, they're definitely related. And that's how you can tell he's a Nazi is because he d- it's not just that he hates every race and religion, but also every creed. Excellent. The <laughs> but how do you feel like this freak out was like the best freak out I've seen of all time? I... My goodness, I know that these villains need therapy. Yes? Like, yes. <laughs> sure. That's just a simple thing to say. But he, and we got to get to the whole plan of the hologram in a second, but he sees the hologram of his father and says, oh my God, and then continues to do that and shoot lasers at a hologram for the next 35 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> nonstop. But no, but oh my God. Yeah, repeating, I'm nothing like him. I'm normal. You're not my father. Just those three sentences <laughs> over and over. Also, and over bro, again. even your friends think you're totally like him. You are 100% like him. And everybody, like, the X-Men are essentially are like, hey, we're going to leave now. And yeah, he's like, I have a hologram slowly machine. Slowly walk out the doors. <laughs> like, you know what? Return the machine when you're done with your tantrum. <laughs> We don't actually need that. We have multiple. It's fine. I know you kidnapped a person, but we're not going to throw you in jail. You seem to be going through a thing. In my head, a giant uh, nuke drops on his head. Is yeah. that? Am I mixing up shows here? No, it's it's all fair. It's post credits. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, we get them walking out, and the very end is Beast saying goodbye to Carly because he's decided his life is too dangerous for her. Uh huh. He did not listen to Gene. Not <laughs> he's at all. Like, no, 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 no. I was right. Which we have seen Peter Parker and Bruce Wayne do to multiple people. Yeah. But I think that the real key of the episode is the handshake from the dad. Yeah. Because the message is, if you are hated, you have to consistently put your life on the line to save someone's daughter. And then they will like you, but nobody else of your type. Mm-hmm. Like That's how you mm-hmm. get to the heart of a racist. That's yeah. the only way to break them is to go that far out of your way. Yeah. The time they really hit those points very well for a surprising like for this TV show like they really do good at making like here's these life lessons and you're like okay and then we have a dude shooting a hologram so I love this show. <laughs> uh, uh, do you guys think that okay so Wolverine's plan is like Scott Summers Slim listen to me I just need you to bring that Cerebro uh, hologram cannon that we have that has all the information uh, and bring it here and then we're gonna shoot and do. Did that, like, imagine being 10 and watching this. Did that make sense? They handled all of that in this episode. No. Also, mini Cerebro, what does that have to do with a hologram (laughs) projection? Like, they're just like, it's a gizmo, we call it Cerebro. (laughs) It knows the best clips to pull from him. That would be the most triggering. Oh, no, don't pull the one where he's buying flowers for a girlfriend. (laughs) Get the one where he's raging out. Did Jubilee spend nine hours editing that together yeah. the day before, <laughs> like on whatever old Adobe software there used to be? Uh, all right, you guys, that is the show, though. So it is time for awards. Let's start with most 90s thing. And I'll start with you, Mike. Uh, when Beast, Beast doesn't know that there's another plan going on. He's just like rampaging through and he collapses as he goes to save Carly. Wolverine already has Carly. Uh, they hug Beast and Carly. And then Beast collapses, and Wolverine's like, well, this is touching, but we got to go. And then he lifts Beast up and has time to be like, lay off those snacks, Get pal. off those snacks. <laughs> You're eating a lot of Dunkaroos and Juicy Fruit. It, it feels like a very, like, 90s action movie joke, quote-unquote, line. Yeah. How many squeezes and ecto-cooler <laughs> yeah. did you have today? <laughs> He's always got to have his quips. Oh, uh, Ryan, what do you got for most 90s thing? Uh, you guys probably don't know about this because you're into fucking nerd shit and not awesome sports like me as a man. 
Um, but in the 90s, there was something called the Bash Brothers. It was Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire, and they played in Oakland. And that is what the only reason Wolverine could have worn an A's hat. <laughs> only in this exact week that this show came out would anybody wear an <laughs> Oakland Athletics hat. Otherwise, it would have been any other team. That's I what the Bash Brothers were Mighty Ducks. No. <laughs> Simply no. Simply no. I did have I did have written at one point that it knockoff A's hat because it is just the shittiest like bubble drawing in there with just then just in like normal writing apostrophe S. It's very good. But then I put just that projector. Whatever anytime <laughs> they need like any tech, they're just like, I don't know, it's a cannon, but it's a projector. And it has a handle. <laughs> Let's it's futuristic. And, uh, they start their explanation with, I don't know. <laughs> like, who knows who made it i don't know man like, <laughs> make it look somewhat like something i also i want to point out real quick that uh when like wolverine's plan was to get knocked out and then be dragged in because he's just a white guy but uh when he's knocked out the camera zooms in on his face for him to like wink or something <laughs> or like let us know that this is part of his plan but he just doesn't and so we just <laughs> hold on his like knocked out face just like oh he really threw himself against a wall yeah. Uh, Ryan, I will give that point to you, though, because it was something I initially had, and I didn't know that. That's a f- I love when you could tie it into the actual time. I can't refute it. You know that. Uh, our <laughs> next word is best gas blind. Ryan, what do you got for it? I, I mean, I have to say, and a lot of people in this episode, characters, animated people, gasped at this as well, but they fucking... They kidnapped a blind girl from a blind hospital <laughs> and attacked the rest of the blind hospital. Like this is a like imagine like attacking the Capitol building. Like Monsters. this is insane. This is who would do that? Uh, Mike, what about you? Uh, my it's, it's when Wolverine goes. Oh, I think I knew your dad. Like you remind me like the slow build up to Wolverine revealing to <laughs> Creed and to all the seven year olds who this dude is. He pops his claws and uh, scratches his chin and then just screams in pain. <laughs> uh, my gasp line, it tends to always happen with whatever one-liners uh, Wolverine has. And at one point he said, I excused him in the face. And like, I don't know what he thought that meant or how it would sound. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't just say stuff like that. Hey, Wolverine, can you hand me a diet Mountain Dew? I diet Mountain Dewed him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's his go-to. Um, Ryan, again, I'm going to give that one to you, though. We got this, Mike. We could do this. We could pull this off. Uh, best use of power. What do you have, Mike? Uh, I'm doing Wolverine for the power of... I'm going to assume Cable or Bishop gave Wolverine a copy of Black Klansman because Wolverine just straight up Adam Drivered into uh-huh. the Friends of Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is just the smartest and subtlest. Suddenly, finally, I get why he says I'm the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. This all let us know. Wolverine can be good at stuff. I, I think his power of reasoning, which he does not normally use. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything different? Yeah, I have... Uh... I'd like that most awards, even LVP, go to Cyclops, and this one should definitely go to him. It seemed like he was like, hold on a second, hold on a second. Uh, that Creed kid, he's not quite in front of the wall. Oh, there he is. I'm going to blast the wall. And then shoots a hole into the wall and blasts only the bad guys and none of the good guys. It's Cyclops, awesome power from an awesome guy with an awesome personality. Scott Summers, ladies and gentlemen, give him a hand. That's uh, absolute garbage. It was the worst thing you could throw thrown out there. Your streak has ended. and Because I, I do have I have Wolverine using his power of being a white man to blend in and the fact <laughs> that I knew to do that. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, so I'm giving that one to you, Mike. It was the same yes. thing. <laughs> and our next award is LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? I mean, it's got to go to, what's his name? Uh, Graydon Creed Jr. And by the way, uh, S- uh, Sabretooth is not, it's Victor Creed. 
Mm-hmm. Not great in Creed, but that's fine. That's for another <laughs> podcast. I don't know what other podcast would deal with well, that. Well, his mother was great in Creed. <laughs> uh, but great in Creed Jr., basically foregoing all of the plans that he's worked on for probably years to shoot at a hologram nonstop, <laughs> even past the point of him realizing that it's a hologram and still being like, I'm nothing like him. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, Graydon Creed Jr. is your LVP. Yeah, he had all the mutants, the ones he hates the most right in front of him, but he had to hit a hologram. So, uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, Jubilee, at the very last minute, realized she hadn't talked or been in the episode. <laughs> Dude, and... it's been like six episodes since we've seen Jubilee. She's and it's been awesome. like the main character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but her, uh, her comment of like, if you haven't paid attention to this whole episode, she breaks it down and says, weird, Wolverine uses his head and Beast goes berserk? What's the world coming to? And I said, oh, fuck you. And then she, why did she, then she did a little dance and we had to watch it for nine minutes. <laughs> that was a weird decision. Uh, for LVP, I actually have Beast for not knowing when to put pants on. Like, if you are in a doctor's office and saving, like, somebody's eyes, like, you can at least put pants on. Well, and just a lab coat, but no pants. No pants. Still the little Speedo. And when he met, like, Carly's dad, like, you can put pants on when you're meeting a dad of somebody yeah. you like. Maybe like, she'd like you, he'd like you more if you put on some pants. This, this has been a thing for Beast. Like, we've watched him, like, wear pants. Oh, but I have to go to court. And then he takes his pants off. Like, also, he's a weirdo. Also, in the photo album, he was in, like, a polo and, sh- like... So he knows how to wear clothes. He has clothes. <laughs> it drives me insane. Uh, but Ryan, unfortunately, I am going to have to give that one it's to you. It's not unfortunate, Cassie. It's a little <laughs> unfortunate. Looking at these points is the only reason. Um, but let's go for MVP. Mike, what do you got? I, I think it's it's Jean holding down the fort, man. She, professor's gone. She's given good advice. Normally, nobody listens to any advice anybody gives on this show. But Wolverine is more subtle, and I think it's because Jean. She tries to give Beast romantic advice. Like she she's just filled with good ideas throughout this whole episode. She rocks it. Yeah, the true leader of the X Men, ladies and gentlemen, Jean Grey. Upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> we did a way better job leading in this one, so it can't be refuted. But Ryan, what do you got? I'm going to go with Carly, and it's not because I, – I think so often we say MVP is like, who did the most to progress the plot or mm-hmm. like to save the day? But who did the most to like make the tone of the show what it is? And Carly's nonstop crying and dramatic <laughs> lines and looking away, we didn't – like, you want to talk about how – why Mike and I love the OC more than any show? <laughs> it is because of this. It's because we were – like raised on indoctrinated <laughs> overacting terrible soap opera plots and Carly is killing it in this episode. To be fair to Carly, the tears are because she just got eye surgery. I know. Look away because she just got eye surgery. Her eyes aren't working right yet. Also that one part where her eyes just like the pupils just go in different <laughs> directions. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's eye sur- surgery, to be fair to Carly. But I would say that Carly is the absolute tone and mood MVP of this episode. Big mood. I will give you that. For MVP, I just had daddy issues for providing the distraction they needed, just in general. Um, but I do... Oh, we have Carly's daddy issues and <laughs> Graydon Creed Jr.'s daddy issues. And then Wolverine always has his. And yeah. then Jean Grey has hers because her daddy's Professor X, and that's why she acts the way she does. <laughs> but yeah, I do... I did want to give that to me, but I do think you're right with Jean Grey. She really... like yes. She had to walk a man through emotions. She was really the real MVP... The one you have to really think about. So I appreciate that, Mike. I want to point out, Cassie, that every time you give Mike a point, he goes, yes. Does uh-huh. that make you want to switch it to me? 
<laughs> no, I, I like that he is happy to get these points. It makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. So, um, but if looking at the points, Mike, you did come away with two whole points, and Ryan did get three, so he is Shit the winner balls. this round. Yes. It did get close, though. See, you sound excited. There you go. I don't like no, it as I much get when it. you That's do it. That's annoying. I sound, like, I sound like a horny snake. <laughs> You're amphibious. <laughs> God, I love amphibious. Um, that is it for the show, though. So all that's left to do is to talk about some other things. That's it. So starting it off is websites. Mike, can you tell me about those? Yourpopfilter.com is where everything we make lives just go there. You'll love it. Throw a little slash Amazon on there. Making your pop slash Amazon bookmark it. That's how you shop. Now it helps us out while you're getting whatever stupid Tide pens or whatever. I don't know what people buy anymore. It's just Tide pens. Mm, that's it's it. mostly Tide yeah. pens in bulk. Uh, if you want even more, go over to patreon.com slash your pop filter. There are numerous tiers. Uh, like Carly? $1 a month. Get, yeah, <laughs> like Carly. Just crying all the time. Add all those tiers. One dollar a month gives you a certain amount of things. Five dollars a month. I want to shout out to our newest patron, Martin. You crazy son of a bitch. Uh, We love you. Uh, He is our most expensive patron right now, and he's—I don't know. Oh, he's paying ten thousand dollars a month. A month. Yeah. So So get ready. All your outfits. All my uh, yeah, the quality of my outfits to really rise in the show. <laughs> nothing else. Actually, he, he gets to wear Mike as an outfit, so we're gonna yes. skin Mike, and he's gonna walk around in that. I'm more than happy. And so is Martin. <laughs> Take a month, baby. You get what you want. <laughs> you name it, you'll have it. Uh, Mike, or no, not Mike. You just talked. Ryan, tell us about some other shows. You can call me Other Mike. If that's what you need to. Uh, you're listening to the Superhero Show Show. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this show so you can get it into your podcatcher every week. While you're doing that there, buddy, why don't you uh, search for Movie of the Year, the only show that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the single greatest movie of any given year. Right now, we are wrapping up the year 2020. Not but six months into the year and because we think a lot and we watch the movies a lot. And uh, subscribe soon because we're about to start 1975. Also, if you're like, those those shows sound stupid, but I do want something where a bunch of people in their 20s for not that much longer. Yeah, uh, down. <laughs> uh, roll the dice to see, roll the, uh, the 20-sided die to see what how their life is going to go. I'm not doing a really good job of this. Cassie, what's on Natural 20s? <laughs> it's exactly that. We rolled the dice to see what our life is like. And so far, the dice has not been kind. <laughs> but <laughs> you can tune in and see that. That's on Natural 20s. Thank you for that. Uh, Mike, can you tell us about social media? At your pop filter on Twitter, on Instagram. You know how those work. That's right. You on, w- well, let's do Facebook. Facebook is uh, Trump won, you lost 2024. So follow us there on Facebook, and we will give you all the news that you actually need to read. <laughs> Just Trump lost. That's all you need to know. Um, we also got email. Contact at your pop filter. Go ahead and let us know your opinions on all the shows we're watching. If you're watching any of the ones we aren't, go ahead and s- send that info our way. <laughs> Just go ahead and tell yeah, us. Go and just let just, us just know. Let us just say, like, I watched Van Helsing. And then <laughs> nothing else. No other message. Yeah, just let us know that you're out there because we've yet to encounter somebody. Um, again, contact your pop filter. Next week, we got a big show because it's going to be the return of Lucifer. They were on a little hiatus. It's back now, and we'll have an interview with the guys from Comic Book Club Live. Um, that is it for this show, though. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.